Hello, I'm Sika. Flynn. Havoc. Alma. Thessaly. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all traveled down from the top of the Venville Rise. After an intense battle to close the portal to the Plane of Air and a pretty clutch move by Seeker in throwing out an adult blue dragon into the middle of the battlefield, you all descended down alongside the Dark Blades. You all began to talk with them and Helic speaking with Provel, the leader, about the difference that they could make in the world, not by destroying it or by killing people, but in fact by inspiring hope, you all settled down for the night. On the first watch, Kellick and Provel discussed the moral quandaries of the world before hearing a twig snap out in the forest, just beyond the cave that they were sleeping in. And upon investigation, you all found a small coin, one that was repeating the sound of a twig snapping. When you both dashed back to the cave, you saw a mind flare, the same one that Olma had seen previously. Perched in the air, perpendicular, just above where Thessaly was sleeping, and just as they grabbed the necklace from Thessaly's neck, they disappeared without a trace. Now, it is Thessaly and Flynn on their watch during the long rest. Thessaly and Flynn, what would you like to do? So you're saying um, I, I, I'm pushing too hard on the pen, pencil? Yes, it looks as though you're about to go straight through the parchment. I don't, I don't think, um, you, you know, just well, Just show me, relax. how do you do it? Show me how to do it again. Okay, so the way that you hold, and so I'm going to take out, um, like, a couple of, like, my ink pens um, and show him how to properly, like, hold it. And okay. how the angle it should be on the parchment. You don't have to poke a hole through it, Flynn. Okay. And I will, yeah, try and learn as best I can. Okay, uh, Flynn, I'm going to have you make a uh, sleight of hand check for me. Okay, hold on one second. Uh, Well, you can draw. (laughs) Oh, I'm good at sleight of hand. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, that is, uh, what is math? Um, (laughs) 13. 13. Um... Okay, you are are starting to uh, sketch that. What exactly are you drawing? Um, I would like to... We're sitting at the edge of the cave right now, kind of looking at the forest. Could I just um, focus on drawing some of the trees and like trying to shade in the darkness behind them and just kind of uh, just looking out in that direction and trying to get the, the sky with whatever's... Sure. The stars. Okay. Um, Thessaly, I am going to have you make a roll. Okay. And that <laughs> that role is going to be I love an ambiguous role. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what kind of role? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just do it. Just roll it and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a I'm gonna make that a persuasion role. This is to see how oh, well it, you can yeah. sort of guide Flynn in the right direction. Ooh, sort okay. of uh, okay. get get across the uh, the general idea of this. I actually have really great persuasion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question is, can Flynn listen? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. 
25. Jeez. 25, nice. Um, so, Philip, you th- you, you're doing pretty good, but okay. you get a little bit ahead of yourself, and Thessaly, you you see this right away. He's, he's like, you can see he blocked out a couple of trees, but before finishing the entire thing, he tries to go back to the first tree and, like, do some heavy shading before he's blocked out the <laughs> entire thing. And so you sort of guide him through, and and these are sort of the steps that you have to, to take. Um, but, Flynn, you, you take some good notes, and you're starting to get the basics. Huh. Okay, I think I'm... I think I got it. I think you're really coming along. I don't see any holes in this paper, and those really look like trees, Flynn. Oh, good, good. And I, I think I need to work on the one... So I think the bushes in front of the tree trunks is what I'm struggling with, because, like, then the shade, it doesn't... Uh, I don't well, know. Well, you don't have to shade right away. I don't think you need to get ahead of yourself. If you just want to sketch the whole thing first uh-huh. and do a complete outline, work on your lines, get everything <laughs> set up, and then you can go back and do the finer detail. Yeah, well, with, you know, with the pen, I can't really fix my mistakes. I kind of wish. Kind of uh, wish. Yeah, I usually just work with ink. I don't have a... I don't know if I have any pencils. That's fine. Well, something on the list that we'll get when we stop in a sure, town. yeah. We can pick something up or like yeah. charcoal or something. You ever done that? Like a little charcoal drawing? Um, That's really good practice. You know, I, I don't really have much experience with this, so, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, good. This... Thanks. This, uh... Of course. Help me take my mind off things for a little bit. Anytime you want a drawing lesson, you just you just ask, and I'd be happy to. <laughs> yep. Thanks. I'm going to have both of you roll a perception check um, as you are completing your watch. Ooh. Uh, 24. 24, and... I was very focused on, uh-huh. on, on teaching Flynn and making sure he was getting it just right, uh-huh. because uh-huh. I got a 10. You got a 10. Okay. Um, as you're sitting there and looking out into the forest and the snow is starting to come down more and more, um, you're sitting there and Flynn, you look out and you see what at first looks like a snowflake, but the way it's sort of riding the wind and, and drops down and settles, it almost looks like a white feather hidden within the snowstorm, and it just lands right on the edge of the cave. And I start sketching the feather into my drawing. Do you, do you see? I drew the feather. Do you see the feather? I do see the feather. That's an you excellent You think that came feather. out okay? Yes. The lines are nice and neat, and yeah. I, I don't see any blotting, so you're good. Um, why, why was there a feather? <laughs> oh, oh, you... <laughs> I don't know. I just I assumed you wanted. I thought maybe you missed Trya. I don't know. Well, because I never. I'm going to put my book down and I'm going to go over and uh, pick up the feather. I don't see any others when I get over there. I just the one random feather. Just a up. single white feather. Um, as you look up, you just see the clouds overhead. You see these these dark gray and white clouds. Um, as you look up, you can barely even see the clouds actually, as the snow um, is coming down. I'm going to have you make a. Um, I'm going to have you make another perception check okay. for me. Okay. Uh, 21. 21. Yep. Um, you look down at this feather and you see that um, it's... You know that at the moment, Eldra is currently white. So she has white feathers. But you know that currently with the size of Eldra, this feather is much larger than Eldra. Um and as you're sort of looking up at the sky, trying to see where this could have come from, um, you see 
just off in the distance, you barely are able to see a massive, not feathered wing, but leathery white wing wisp out of the clouds. You just barely see a tail whip out before it disappears from your sight. Eyes go wide as I freeze for a moment. <gasps> uh, and I slowly start backing up and I'd like to try and just like quickly sneak back to uh, Thess at the entrance of the cave. Okay. Thess, Thess, Thess. Quiet. I saw, I saw the thing that, that, that Seeker mentioned in the sky. Oh, we saw the, I think we can. Dragon. Dragon, yeah. It's just, I don't think saying its name is going to bring it down here, Flynn. <laughs> well, more talking is bad, I think. Oh, you think we should, is it right overhead? I'll look back. How, how far about did I see it? Was it was probably a couple miles away. You were just barely <laughs> able to spot it through the snow that was coming down. Okay. But just with the, the size of it, you were able to spot it. It was far away, but I still saw it. So that is pretty concerning. All right. I think we can keep an eye out. You know, we can keep watching, but... Um, right. Maybe from further back in the cave? You know, if it wants to get in the cave, I don't know if going further in is the way to get away from it. I don't... It's pretty big. Maybe it won't fit. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. No. And I sort of like look at the entrance, the mouth of the cave. It's big enough for a dragon to get in, right? The dragon that you just saw that same day probably could have fit inside this cave. Yeah. The, the blue dragon, to be okay, yeah, specific. Right. The blue dragon that, that Seeker summoned probably could fit in this cave. I mean, I think... I don't know. I'm hoping that the army sort of distracts. The, you know, they've got all those fires going on and... We'll, we'll just be quiet and right. we'll leave We'll leave as soon as we're done rested. That does make sense. You're right. Yeah, the, the army's probably going to distract it. We'll be okay. We'll be fine, right? Sure. Does that book of yours have anything on dragons in it? Not mine. No. But, and I'll go into my book, my bags, and I will look for, not my bestiary, but Chas. And I will like to just flip through it and kind of just, I don't know, see if I can spot anything. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I'll kind of like flip through and see if I can see anything about... Make an investigation dragons. check for okay. me. <clears throat> Ooh, um, that is investigation of 19. 19. You start to flip through the beginning of the book, and you know that dragons are obviously a very fearsome enemy. So you sort of skim through the first part of the book, knowing that those are the the monsters that Chath vanquished early on in yeah. his career. Um, but your eye just barely catches on one of those first pages that you would normally skip through, just catches the word dragon before you skip back and you actually see that Chath has fought a white dragon wormling. The okay. youngest, the youngest type of all of the white dragons, and you can see this is maybe it's it's on one of the early pages, and you as you count through, it's it's the seventh page that he has filled up, and you can see very early on in Chath's career, and you sort of see the, um, the sketch of a map that he's drawn. Um, he traveled up through Ondale to the very tip of of the continent where Kansom is, where he chartered a boat and he. Um, he, he <laughs> writes down how he chartered a boat to the very northern tribe on the northern ice fields of Bartha Um. 
And there he was able to protect this small tribe of actually fellow dragonborn and protect the tribe from this white dragon wormling. Of course. <laughs> of course he did. Huh. Well, I found it. Um, Chath is definitely a great warrior. Um, here, uh, yeah, it says some stuff about them. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of just start reading into sure. it and kind of see what I can gain through it. You also learn um, going through, um, very similar to what Shreya actually told you all about the dragons is is in Chath's notes is um, that the northern ice fields are really the only place cold enough to comfortably have a, a white dragon for sustained periods of time. Um, and that is where a majority of them live and breed are up in the northern ice fields. Um, but now that you know that the entire continent for the year um, or, or for the next week is getting much colder, the snow is coming in, um, you know that they might migrate down into uh, the, the southern, more southern portions of the world. Um, does it say anything about uh, where it where it might like to live? Like, will it look for a cave like this, or does it go up in the high in the mountains? Like, what, what, like that kind of thing? I think. Um, That's what yeah. I'm so you for. read through and you see that um, um, white dragons are very temperature specific. Okay. Um, so if a region gets even too cold for their own blood, they will seek out a cave. But um, things in the the correct temperature, oftentimes they will simply lay out in the snow and let the snow pile up over them, um, cool. and take their rest as the snow is accumulating around them. Looking at it right now and sort of comparing the temperature in your notes, um, you don't think that right now, even though it's freezing, mm -hmm. it's probably not cold enough for a white dragon to seek out shelter. Well, that's reassuring. Um, it's saying that uh, we should be okay, I guess because it's the beginning of the long eve that it's not quite cold enough yet. So I don't think Good. it's going to look for something like this. And again, you said that the army could distract it, so... Um, I'm hoping if it's looking for prey, it'll it'll go for the obvious sort of... I don't know anything about dragons. I'm just assuming if it wants to eat someone... Right. Then maybe it would eat the people in the army. But maybe that's also wishful thinking, Flynn. Well... I'm not the monster <laughs> hunter here. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was, but... Um, I think we'll be okay. I'll read up on this you know, later. I'm getting pretty tired. It's probably time to wake the next person up anyway. I think so, and I... Right, yes, we should go back to sleep. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll find a bookmark or like some kind of like... I'll, I'll take the feather um, and I will bookmark Chat's book where the dragon is. Shut the book, put it in my bag, and start packing up and... Uh... <sighs> okay. Um, again, thanks. I appreciate it. Of course. Glad to have someone like you with us. Well, thank you, Flynn. Yeah. All right, let's wake them up. All righty. Who was the next watch? <laughs> I believe Seeker and Olma so, yeah, are the next Olma. watch. So, uh, unless, Seeker, unless Seeker wanted to sleep some more because of his exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You're exhausted. Oh, groggily. Wake up. <laughs> All right. And as you do, um, actually, as you have now completed a, a long rest, you are now at two points of exhaustion. Oh. <clears throat> Still nothing to smile about, but at least it's Jeez. not three. Um, okay. Seeker and Olma, you are both awake. Thessaly and Flynn, you both fall right asleep. Oh, I'm so tired. 
You don't look so good. Don't feel so good. Do you think you can even open your eyes? I mean, I could, but you're here, so... Do I have to? I mean, I guess not. Do you... I'm, I mean, I'm probably fine. Do you want to just go, go sleep? Mm, no, it's okay. Oh, okay. Do you want me to talk to you to keep you awake? Yes. Oh, I do want to uh, send send the elder out to, to, to keep watch outside the cave. I forgot to do it earlier. Okay. Well, if Elder's watching with me, maybe you can go to sleep. Not a bad idea. I mean, whatever you feel like is right. I'm. I can keep talking, and and I can keep like keeping you awake, and and um, I could, I I could, I I don't, I don't know. Is this helping? It is. It is good. You know, we don't get to talk a lot. No, not really. No. Well, you're always with Cecily, and you guys are always taking walks together. And you guys are always hanging out together and having little secret conversations. So I don't really be part of those. Like whenever weird things happen with her body and she like huffs off away because she's mad at Kellick. And then you follow after her. Well, you, you and were, then you guys have conversations. You were and, there for that one. Was I? Yes. Remember we talked after? Well, I was like hiding. But I wasn't really part of the conversation. So I couldn't True. really <laughs> talk to you about it. <laughs> but have you been have you been keeping an eye just in case? On you? Not me. And Desley? Well, her, specifically. Remember I asked you to? Yeah, I mean, I can't... We've been a little busy. Don't know. That is no, fair. I haven't been keeping an eye on her. That's true, we have. I'm still worried about her. Speaking of worried about people... I don't think I've ever told you, you remind me a bit of me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a little bit. How so? Uh, I left home when I was very young. Around your age, actually. Oh. And uh, spent a lot of time on my own with people. Uh, Uh, You know, I'm not as gifted as you, but um, I don't know. I noticed earlier, I think it was on the boat around there, you were, you seemed really, really angry. On the boat? Yes. Yeah, I was a little upset on the boat. I'm just so bad at meditating, you know? Like, my brain just doesn't shut off. And you're really supposed to meditate this time of the year and and reset your body. And I just can't do it ever. So... so sometimes that makes me frustrated. Like, can I be a good person? And can I be good at what I do if I don't meditate? I don't think you need meditation to be a good person. Well, that makes one of us. Do, but I was referring you. You had threatened some people. Uh, it seemed very out of character for you. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, it just seemed a little. Concerning. Can you be a little bit more specific? I threaten people sometimes, so you're gonna have to be just a little bit more well, specific. It wasn't Flynn. No. Uh, it was when we were talking to Kodampo, and you were just really aggressive and. Afterwards, you kind of threaten ending some people, and it just ending Kodamvo. Well, that was one. Well, yes, yeah, because he's mean and he hurts people. Look, I I don't think it is out of the question. However, it just seemed uh, it just seemed you were in a place. You you seemed more mad than I had seen you, which doesn't really say a lot. But well, nobody hurts my friends, and well, he hurts Cecily. It's true, yeah. 
Well. So he's a bad guy. I don't know if it's that. Uh, and he's so smarmy. I mean, he's like, you can't do anything about it. You're going to let me go or else I'm going to do something to people you don't know. And then like, maybe I'll do something to people you don't know, but maybe I won't because maybe I'm just threatening it and I don't know. And I think we just don't know. And, and yeah. He's the lowest of low people. I, I did not, I'm not a fan at all. I, I think that he's got to be dealt with, but, um, I bring up that you reminded me of me because I, I used to run with some people that uh, I found myself angry at my family and a lot of people from my past. And I started running with some people that taught me a lot of things. And one of those things was how to be angry and how to take it out on other people that I don't know. And I just want you to be careful. I, I see so much goodness in you, so much light. And I know you're sad. You're not, you're not sure what to do with your power, but it'll come. Thanks. But I don't think we're the same at all. I didn't leave home. I don't choose, I didn't choose to be wandering around the world with you all. I mean, I, I'm happy to be here, but I didn't... This isn't something that, like, I chose to do and found a crew to run with, you know? And, and sometimes I get upset, but I, I think it's okay to get upset sometimes. Because sometimes, like, the world makes you upset. I'm mad at Flynn almost all of the time. Yeah, but... Well, I'm not actually mad at Flynn. He's just fun to be mad at. It's like know. It's just a lot of fun you to like. You understand me. Because he gets, because he gets so angry, and so he's just so easy. You just like work him up just a little bit, and he's like, Rah. "It is, it's so true." <laughs> and no, we are not exactly the same. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I just see similarities. Okay, well, I will. It's okay. Try not to surround myself with people who make me mean. So well, don't that, make me mean. That was. That's not really... That's not what I'm trying to say. No? It kind you, of felt like can, that's what you were trying to say. You can be say. angry and be, be mean. If you, do, do, do what you must. I just am concerned for you going to this dark place where you just want to hurt people for, for no reason when maybe there's another option. Okay. And for what it's worth, you all challenge me to not go to that place. And so I feel it's only right to... I don't really understand, but I'm willing to think about it for a while, but I just... Maybe you could uh, <laughs> meditate on it. I'm so bad at that. I I don't know. I, I, this is a lot, Seeker, and I'll try, but... <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it's like you've got a lot of, like, hindsight to learn from, and I don't have any so it's kind of hard to understand what you're trying to tell me okay I think but you're... I'll try not to become a dark blade although they kind of seem nice but like maybe they're not nice they were they were too nice but then really mean 
and then like okay again. Yeah. It's like disturbing it's very how confusing. nice they were. They were very nice to me when I went to walk with them. Yeah. Yeah, it was um it was a little confusing, but I knew what they were trying to do, so it wasn't you know, they they were they were they were bad. But um anyway. Well, what? Why did you leave home? Oh. That is a uh, Interestingly enough, I don't feel like I, I had a choice myself, but uh, I learned something about the people closest to me that made me feel not so close to them. What did you learn? <sighs> My grandmother was a part of a horrible cleansing of people and... It's hard to talk about. Oh, I- I'm sorry. Uh, it, what's a cleansing? <sighs> like, it seems really bad when you say it like that. But typically, I'm used to cleansing being like, you're cleaning. No, it's not that kind of cleaning. It is removing people from this plane, not of their will. But... But just because? Oh, she says she had reasons, but I think they were dumb. And somewhat related to the gods, which is why I have a weird relationship with them. But You're you're related to the gods? No. Oh. I grew up in a place where we worship Laris. Oh. That's Who's Laris? The reason we have magic. The creative. The reason you have magic? Or we, the reason everywhere has magic? All of Elbo. Really? Yes. Is that true? Yes. Is that just what you believe or is that true? No, it is true. Mm, I'll ask Kelly. Okay. He will confirm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you come from a place that worships, worships a god. Did your... Did your grandmother cleanse people, get rid of people, kill people because of Lauris? She would say so, yes. And you didn't want to be part of that? Oh, I wasn't part of it. But I found out about it sometime later and decided to leave. Why did Lauris want to kill people? That's the confusing part. I don't think Lauris would want to kill people. I think... At least the reason I left is I think they did it in Laris's name. Well, this whole war is because of gods in their names. Yeah. Who knows what they actually want? I haven't actually seen one. I don't actually know if they're real. Well, I think that is something you could ask Kalik about. But do you think he'll say yes just because he thinks he talks to gods? He might, but... I mean, I've to be fair, I've talked to gods. Just they think, don't talk. You think back. you've talked to gods? They don't talk back. Oh no, no. To me. Okay, okay, okay. Only I talk, and then but sometimes things happen, so it's take that for what you will. Right. I don't know. I just like growing up. We only believed in like things we could do and things that were 
tangible, right? Well, I mean, obviously not tangible because like uh, similar to like Pravo and all these people, I mean, they they learned how to like hone stuff inside of themselves, but it was real because like you could feel it inside of you. I can feel my magic. I bet Caleb can feel his and this. Well, Earth. but I mean, I can feel stuff inside of me too, but but that's the tangible thing. That's what I'm saying. That it, but the gods aren't really... We weren't taught that, that the gods were tangible or that they were anything that could really help you, that you could only help yourself through meditation and strength and like you could only do what you could do. Those seem like good things to to, to know and to think. I, it is it is more than probable that there's more than one way to, to go about it in the world, you know? Yeah. But I can tell you that the gods are real. The old ones and the new ones. Mm-hmm. And also that they are the cause of a lot of problems. Well, <laughs> that's for sure. But people are causing those problems, not them, right? Well, that's why I left home, because... My grandmother and others did things for the gods that weren't necessarily for the gods. I don't. It's so confusing. I, I'm yes, sorry that you... People are problems, but also gods, because gods have power to... They have all of this, but they gave... Lauris made magic. Why could Lauris not stop them from doing what they did? Why aren't the gods stopping this war? That is another fantastic... You are much wiser than you give yourself credit. Well... They taught us to think like this in the monastery, so... Well, you you think like that, so it's your wisdom now. Oh, I never thought of it like that. I'm sorry that you felt like you had to leave home. It seems like you had a nice family other than your grandmother. And it's really sad that you... We're all alone when you were my age because I don't know. I feel like if I had a family, I wouldn't want to leave. Well, you don't need to be sorry. It's not your fault. It's look, I'm here and I found you. I found a new family. And it is the way it is. Hmm. I still feel like if I had a family, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't want to. Do you know where your family... Do you know if your family's alive? No. Xavier told me that he found some information about them. Um, but he's looking into it. And then he didn't tell me anymore. So I don't know if he's actually looked into it. Because now he's working with Zeta. And so I don't really know where we are with that. I never met them. So I don't know. Maybe we can try to find them for you. Or with you. Uh, maybe. Xavier's looking into it though. So he's going to find them. Okay, well, we can check in with uh, Xavier. Yeah, he's busy. Um, as you both are still on your watch, um, Kellick, what is your passive perception for me? It is. You are asleep. Uh, oh, man. 95. <laughs> I hate when he asks this. Uh, 70 million. <laughs> it is 19. 19. Okay. Your passive perception is 19. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clerics, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. So, um, <laughs> Kellick, you are, as as far as like the sleeping arrangements of this cave go, um, Kellick, you are in proximity the closest to Thessaly. Okay. As you are sleeping. Oh, no. <laughs> and just 
in the in the middle in the middle of your rest, you start to hear a bit of rustling, and you keep your eyes closed as you hear this rustling. As it might just be one of your party members adjusting themselves in their sleeping role, but then you keep hearing it, and you open your eyes and you look over and you see Thessaly twitching back and forth in her sleep. Uh, is there a mind flare above her? <laughs> there is. <laughs> A, a clear absence of mind flares uh, above okay, her. Okay, okay, okay. Is there, there's no other visible thing? Nothing, it just seems that Desley is twitching. Okay. Uh, I will... Um, <clears throat> just kind of, like, um, climb out of my my very uncomfortable bedroll uh, and, and uh, timidly, um, circumspectly, uh, uh, make my way closer to them and, and just I, yeah I, I just want to I, I just want to just, just see uh, I don't know for <laughs> don't sure know for I sure do. I okay. want to see if there's uh, if there's anything uh, if they're cold if there's okay. some way I can like help okay. with the scenario <laughs> okay um Thessaly mm-hmm. you are deep in your sleep and in the middle of your dream you see a flash of light and everything shifts from that sort of hazy feeling of being in a dream and sometimes never even actually knowing that you're in a dream. It all comes into sharp focus and you can see around you perfectly as this flash of light consumes you and then you feel yourself kneeling on the ground both of your knees laid out there on the ground. You can feel yourself sort of slumped over. You open your eyes and you are now surrounded. It's still hazy as you open your eyes now. Everything around you is a little bit blurry and and fuzzy. But as you blink a couple times, your eyes start to come into focus and you see wooden walls all around you. You see a temple you look on the ground around you and you see blood everywhere you look down at your hands and you see blood on your hands as you focus in more you see a couple of bodies that you recognize around you and in front of you is a doorway in front of that doorway soldiers pouring in And finally, the last soldier that comes in, you look up and you make eye contact with Captain Vossen. He stands in front of you, and as he's standing in front of you, he steps perfectly into this beam of moonlight that's coming in from the stained glass glass mosaic window behind you. As this moonlight comes in and perfectly drapes him, you can see him perfectly. And as you look around, this this pit of rage fills your stomach. And as you just think about standing up to defend yourself, you see Captain Vossen overcome with shadow. As you see now the moonlight that is draping over him and illuminating the back wall is draped in shadow, but you see a form within the shadow. You see massive wings spanning out, outlined only by this moonlight. Suddenly, that, that pit of rage 
in your stomach moves up into your heart. And and another flash of light. This time, it's not as white, but it is this radiant burst that comes out from your chest. A burst of energy that pushes back every single soldier in the room as every soldier hits the wall. And as they hit the wall, they atomize, completely destroyed. As this radiant blast bursts out even more, the wooden walls around you begin to crack and splinter and are atomized themselves. Jeez. (laughs) Everything goes dark now. And you can just hear an echoing voice. The voice of Captain Vossen pinging from different directions, saying, Looks like she doesn't have any fight left in her. Get her to the boat. And you feel yourself once more become weightless and dropping and falling and falling. And this time you land on your back with a thud. And you look up and now once again, you see this vast empty white space. It is this, this endless white void in front of you. And from that white void, you look up and you can see descending in front of you a humanoid figure. Your eyes are still blurry, so it looks almost like the outline of Shraya. But then as they descend further and further, you see, no, the wings are not the brownish color that Shraya was. The wings are perfectly white. And as they descend further and further down, you start to see this regal golden armor draping their form. And the form descends down further and further, and you can see their face is this stark white, almost porcelain skin. They have a golden band wrapping around their forehead. Their eyes and lips are completely black. And as they descend down to you, they reach out a hand offering to help you up. And this figure does not feel, while looking menacing and terrifying, does not feel imposing, but rather feels friendly as they reach out a hand to help you up. What would you like to do? I'm... I'm gonna gonna take all that in and just take a deep breath and I will accept the hand that they offer me. With a strong pull, they help you up to your feet. And that pull continues and almost yanks you in close as this porcelain-like face comes up directly towards yours. Find me. As out of nowhere, three demon-like creatures with red leathery skin and wings tackle this angel and zoom them off into the distance beyond your field of view. No. You feel yourself almost trip and are weightless once more as you're falling, 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 and you hit the ground again once more in this white void. But this time you look forward and you see five figures 
standing around a stone table. You see on one end, a half-orc. Next to them, a wood elf with a lute strewn across their back. Next to them, a red tiefling holding a wooden staff. Next to them, a drow draped in purple robes. And lastly, a human in leather armor shrouded in burning ashes. They all turn to you. And with without even a thought, you hear the human speak to you. They're not even worth our time. Wait. The red tiefling with the wooden staff turns to you. They all deserve to die anyways. The drow in purple robes. And did you hear them scream? Just puts a smile on my face. And then the half-orc. We could help her. But then again, she's just so small and pitiful. Finally, the wood elf. Undeserving of our time or our attention. All together they look to you, and in unison. She deserves it. Suddenly, you feel the warm metal hilts of your swords, of your your now flaming swords in your hands. And again, this burning pit of rage in your stomach. What would you like to do? Um, which one spoke first? Um, the the human in uh, that's shrouded in embers and ashes. Yeah, I'd like to stab him. What? <laughs> okay, so I as as soon as they were all done speaking, and I felt that rage like sort of boil inside me, and I realized that my hands were on uh, my blades once more. I would take them both out, and I would rush him, and I would go for like sort of like a twin fang strike right to the chest. Right to the chest, coming over the shoulder and into the chest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This That's figure in front of you doesn't even move as he stares directly in your eyes. I'm going to have you roll damage for okay. me. God. Just straight damage. I don't have Just to, like, okay. For, for the attack that this is, roll your damage. Okay, so that's... Wow, wow, wee, wow. Both Imagine swords are kills for... the god, and then just, you have no more gods. Yes. Are you, are you making multiple attacks here? I'm, yeah, I'm striking with both blades okay. if I can. Roll for damage for both blades. As the figure doesn't even attempt to Roll move. Roll high. Very, I feel like we're learning a lot, about, a lot about Thess and Kalik's relationship right now. <laughs> okay, so 11 slashing damage, and then... 5 fire damage, and then... Oh, jeez. I get radiant. I get radiant. Wait, no, I don't get radiant. You, did you do vines? Okay. Is that a thing? No, it's because of... So that is 16, 16 points total? Yes. As your sword drives deep into his chest, but he's still standing. Would you like to attack still again? Standing. I'm gonna try to cleave his head from his shoulders. Okay. What? Roll your damage. As once again, doesn't even move. Twenty-two slashing damage. Uh, nine fire. 
as you swing your sword directly through his neck, mm-hmm. at first you think you didn't even hit him. Until after a moment, his head completely falls off backwards, decapitated as his body falls limp to the ground. What would you like to do now? As you see the rest of the figures turn to you and begin to smile. I'm going to feel that as they smile at me, I'm going to smile back and feel this like grim sort of satisfaction and look to them and say, that was easier than I thought. And I'm going to do the same thing. Okay, roll your damage for um, next. (laughs) God's ain't shit. (laughs) Oh my God. 19 points of slashing. I'm stressed. After we just talk about it, I don't think the gods are real. (laughs) Seven fire. Okay, as next up, the drow draped in purple robes, Mm -hmm. you walk up and how are you attacking? I'm gonna do the same thing. So I'm gonna, I think this time I'll go like one sword following the other and sort of do like just um, uh, almost a repeat slash and go for the head again. Okay, once again, the head completely falls off of the body as they fall limp. Next. You continuing to attack as next in line in front of you is the half orc. I, I will continue to attack, but I, they're not fighting. Like they're not, they're not fighting back. They're just letting me hit them. And just before that is correct, but just before the half orc in front of you, just before you attack them, leans towards you and says, "Maybe if you had fought with this much ferocity, they would still be alive." Oh. Yeah. What would you like to do? Um, hearing that, can I try to cast something? Definitely. What would you like to cast? I want to cast command. Okay. And I want. Was the half orc that said this? Yes. I would like to command. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna reach out my hand, and if I'm assuming the dream works, like. Life. So um, this like spark of like crystalline diamond energy is going to coat my hand. I'm going to reach it out towards him and I'm going to tell him to kneel. <gasps> oh, God. Geez. And almost like a wooden marionette, the half-orc's arms yank back and his back foot is rocked back as he drops to one knee. And then... Um, right before I go in for like an executioner strike, I'm gonna look at him and say, where have you been for the past 30 years? And then I'm gonna cut his head off. (laughs) Okay, roll damage. (laughs) Jeez. I can see that Thessaly's cleansing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, half barbarian now. 13 slashing. Eight fire damage as I bring them both down at the same time. Once again, boom, boom, boom. The head rolls off. Now in front of you, you just have the wood elf and the tiefling. What would you like to do? Don't you have anything to say? They both look to you and in unison, they say, We We have have the power, power, but we chose chose to to do do nothing. nothing. them both at the same time. Okay, how are you doing that? I'm if they're if they're next to each other, I'm going to go one blade into the heart and then one blade into the heart. Okay, roll your damage. Ooh. Um that's so that's 5 slashing damage for the first one, 8 slashing damage for the second sword. Okay. 
six fire damage for the first sword, two fire damage for the second sword. Okay. As you drive your swords both through the hearts of these two figures, you look to them in the eyes and both simultaneous look to you. Leslie, wake up. As you blink and open your eyes, and you can see Kellick standing in front of you. Oh my god, no! With your sword, both of your swords (gasps) driven directly through his chest. Stop. Oh my god. What? I take him out. No, I take him out. I take him out. And do we see this? We're away. As you take them out, as you take them out and scream. um, Do I? Do I? uh, Kellick is obviously awake. Um, Flynn, (laughs) I I believe, is. Flynn is the only one who okay. you wake up to the sound of Thessaly's scream. I scatter, as, I, as, I scatter over and I push Thess away. Wait, okay, no. as, as we're doing this, because it's about to get hectic, I feel, I'm going to have everyone roll initiative to see okay. what, what happens next, okay? What? Everyone roll initiative for uh, me. Do I, do I get to roll initiative? Um, yes, Kelly, okay, I'm going to okay. have you roll initiative. <laughs> That's a good sign. That's a good roll. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. That's a good roll. Okay, okay. Actually... Ooh, I rolled really well. I'm going to take that back. Kellick, you do not roll initiative. No. Huh? What? Why? Why? What? Why? Why can't he roll? I didn't get to go yet. I didn't get to go yet. What? Kellick, Hold on. You do not roll initiative. Hold that. Okay, I rolled really okay, well. Wait, wait, wait. We're awake, right? So, like, we saw this happening. We we saw him well, we, go over there. You, as you just turn around, you see Thessaly, with a scream, pull their sword out. That's when we woke up. Kellick's chest. Flynn, that is when you woke up. Okay. That is when... Seeker and Olma turn, turn around oh, you guys to are see awakened. this. Right. Yes. All right. Flynn. Flynn, what's your um, initiative? Uh, 26. 26. Um, Seeker, what's your initiative? 19. Um, I was 15, but that's no longer relevant. Seeker. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Seeker, what's your initiative? 19. 19. Um, Olma, what is your initiative? 16. And Thessaly just took her attacks, so Thessaly is at the bottom <laughs> of the initiative. What? what? Okay. Okay, Flynn, what would you like to do? Um, I mean, no! And I'm gonna run over and uh, I'm gonna try and get, separate them. Okay. So I'll just try and like, she's not, she pulled the swords out, right? The sword is currently out of Kelly's right, yeah. chest. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna over, I'm just gonna try and push them out of the way. Just like push them far away. Okay, um, I'm gonna have you make a shove attack for me. Okie dokie. Desley, that is I'm against not, your- I'm not fighting him, I'm, okay. I'm limp. Okay, then uh-huh. um, I'm just gonna have you roll an athletics check for me. Okay, hold on. Okay, uh, that is a 12. 12, you run up and Thessaly, you're just limp. Yeah. You completely push Thessaly five feet back. Yeah. Um, and Thessaly, you fall to the ground yeah. prone. Can, can, I, um, can I, before, can I say something? Yeah, or am I just? I just want to turn around and, uh, so I'm going to push her away and I want to, <laughs> I want to turn around and like, I just saw, I see blood on swords. I, I push her away. I turn around, I want to see, is Kellick okay? You turn around and you now see Kellick falling limp to the ground with a you- massive hole through his chest that is now bleeding. Um, Seeker, what are you doing? I'm running over and I'm touching him. How does he feel? Cold. I what? He what? I, cold? I, I, I grab. But like, but like normal cold, right? Because I'm like, I roll, I, it's I roll cold up, outside. I roll up Seeker, my what left you sleeve. I roll up my left sleeve and touch my tattoo of Lars and with my left hand, put it on that wound okay. and cast Spare the Dying on uh, just, yeah. Uh, just so a purple pulse of energy emanates from my left palm into that wound, okay. trying to bring... You feel the energy 
um, surround the wound, but unfortunately, this spell does not work on creatures that are already dead. So I'm sorry. I look over at this and and what? narrow I my glaze, my gaze, narrow my what. What have you done? I didn't, no, what I didn't, have you done? I didn't, Oma, Oma, I, what are you doing? It's your I, turn I, I'm running up behind Seeker and I'm looking over his shoulder. And the second, the second I see that this doesn't work. Seeker, Seeker, what, what, why isn't he waking it up? Why is he, Gallic? I see that nothing is happening and I turn to Thessaly and I let out a giant scream. And I throw um, burning, like I run towards her and I throw my burning hands, just like unleash as everything that I've got in me at level four. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is that an attack roll for you or? It's an for, attack roll. Okay. Um, oh, actually it's no, a deck it's a save. Deck it's a deck save. save. So deck save I'm from- I'm not gonna try to save. Okay, roll your damage. What the fuck is going on? Maybe if you kill her, she kill it comes back. <laughs> Fifteen points of burning damage. A fire, yeah. <sighs> and anything that's being worn. Oh no, no. Any and it also ignites anything flammable in the area. Or Okay. Flammable. The blankets and whatever, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Desley, you feel this searing pain all over your body. You feel your chain mail beginning to melt into your skin as you can feel this searing pain. And in this white hot pain, you just for a moment look outside of the cave and you can see the snow is now not snow. It is white feathers, all of them falling to the ground. What? I'm sorry I screamed, guys. I'm sorry I screamed. As you feel within your heart, this uncontrollable burst of radiant energy once more as from around you, boom, this massive burst of energy consumes. We're all close to her, right? Wait, wait, is that the thing that atomized people a minute ago? Consumes everything. I don't want to be. Adam. Consumes everything within a thirty-foot radius. Which Wait, what would are the dark no. doing right now? Within, which is what? Amazing. Like, what's going on? Are we dead again? Okay, so you are all pushed back. With this, you are all. You are. Everyone is encompassed within this this radiant blast, and you are all pushed back, fifteen feet. So. Let me see. So everyone, seeker, you're, you're Olma, I'm Lynn. You, you're a body. I'm, I'm a body. Seeker, Olma, and Flynn. Oh no. Does that mean you You all take 27 radiant damage? Oh god. And because you are in this cave, you are all flung back and uh, each hit the rocks. Oh god. Within the inside of the cave, you each take 15 bludgeoning damage. I'm No, I'm yeah. down. No. I'm down. I hit that. That's like No. And I'm 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 out. I, yeah. I pass out. Okay. What? What? <laughs> and Thessaly, as you're looking around, you see everyone now laying unconscious around you. And you look to the back wall of the cave and you can see the moonlight that is now shining in the cave. You see your own silhouette now with these massive white wings. With a flash of white, you wake up. You see Kellick in front of you. Attempting, <laughs> Kellick attempting to wake you up. 
Hey, hey, we're, we're, we're safe. I, 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 pro- I promise you. Wait, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I, I just hold my, my hands up and, like, as close to my body as I can. I, I'm, not, I'm not touching it, Leah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, um... It was a bad dream. It was... It was just a nightmare. That's... It's fine. I'm fine. It's good. Well, we've been through a lot lately. Yeah. So, uh, that kind of pressure can make one see things. Are you sure you're all right? No. There were... And it was... Is there, I I know I I feel I've already overstepped, but I there's so little I can offer you. I, I'd at least like you to be able to sleep. Is there anything I can do? I can, I can make a cup of tea. You you want to make me a cup of tea? I. Can't cast me magic on you. I make no, you sick. I, so you, I, Tay is, you know what? Um, and like tears are just streaming down my face. I, tea would be great. That sounds nice. Yeah, I, I right away. And, and you're 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 okay. But I didn't in my sleep. But sometimes I like I, I move around a lot. Uh, you were moving. Quite a bit. But I didn't... I didn't hurt you. I mean, you'd have to thrash pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Strike me. Right, right, right. That's such a silly question. I mean, I suppose... I mean, you're quite strong, so... uh, I mean... Yep. Possibly. That's, um... (laughs) That's the part that worried me. I just thought maybe, you know... You're so delicate, so it just... Uh, <laughs> all right. I know I'm not the... I, no, just, I mean... The, I'm hardy. No, yes, I'm very... slight, but hardy. D- sure, I meant by comparison. I think tea sounds nice. I'll, I'll make you some tea. Okay. And I'll I'll uh, bashfully go to the, the fireplace that we have and... Try to brew some tea with the the accoutrement we I have. Just, I just think like Beaker and I are just like looking over at them <laughs> and just like watching all of this. Like it's just sitting, we're sitting next to each other at like the foot of at the front of the cave, and we're just like staring at this interaction take place. You you know, Oma, sometimes she has weird dreams. Uh, Is that what that was? I don't know. I, but it's it's better to let them do what they. You know, you said you were sad about me leaving my family, and they broke my heart. I chose this family, as strange as it is. Look at, look at this. But I chose this family. I, I am not, I am not sad. We're happy you chose us. And I'll, I'll make my way back over to Thessaly with 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 two cups of tea, one 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 for them and one for me. You know, we we don't have uh, heaps of leaves, but 
Should be. I, I Calming, at least. Sure, but, but it's... um. It's an herbal. Uh, it's so. Herbal tea. Okay. Yeah. And I just um, sip it, and I'm probably, like, not super focused, so I probably, like, take a big gulp, and it, like, burns my mouth. Ah, mm, ah. Oh, I, I should have waited. Uh, I'm uh, sorry. No, no, I, that's... Um, it's fine. It's, uh, ow. Um, yeah. I a just, couple of moments. Like, sure. Cool air will... Uh, till it, uh, It'll be fine. Enough. Um, I put a bit of uh, just, uh, some medicinal uh, calming uh, things in there from my bag. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the work I did at Cultcrest was just helping people uh, feel peace, even if I couldn't, um, you know, save them. When were when were you at Cultcrest? Uh, just a, a few months, but um. Not so long ago. You... Did you... Fight? Uh... Again, you're, you're sturdy. We've established <laughs> that you're... You're sturdy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not... Yeah. No. No, I, that wasn't... No. I don't, you know... Um, inflicting pain isn't my preferred uh, action either way. So, no, I, I was a... A, a, a medic. In the war? I, um, well, fell out of favor with uh, the temple, and, uh, they sent me to the front lines. Keller, you fell out of favor with the temple? The person who now apparently is a conduit for two gods? You were... I know. Wow. It was uh, odd to me as well. <laughs> Why? Why? If I, if I can ask. Oh, I mean, well... Artemisia, who, as right. you, they're sort of leading the whole temple at now, um, mm-hmm. even though they're bloody um, charlatan. Oh, um, oh. truly as 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 horrible a monster as one can be. Um, uh, wow! But I uh, I discovered her doing some dark magic and. Uh, what you do as a kaji in the temple is obviously dark magic is profane, you know, bloody sacrifices and the like. Vermeer doesn't approve of that kind of thing. So um, I reported Artemisia to my uh, higher up, um, Ka'a Malcolm, and he um, sent me to Coldcrest. He didn't. Well, he didn't believe you, or he he didn't care? Well, the comings and goings of Ka'om are fairly well documented. Artemisia was not in Adderfeld when I saw her. Uh, so he thought I was lying. And this is the same Artemisia that was there the last time when you all the one who struck us down. Died. Aye. Uh, so, I think, my estimation, uh, there's a bit of politics in the temple, and I think they sent me to Coldcrest because it is very dangerous, and they didn't want me to be around. They sent you there to die? Yes. But I flourished. Uh, <laughs> and I, I sort of smile uh, ironically. 
well, <laughs> truth be told, I lost all my magic and I couldn't do much. And then they fired me. <laughs> Even though you're not really allowed to do that to a, a cleric of Vermeer, but didn't stop Commander Vash. Um, you uh, lost your magic? Yes. How? Gosh. If you know. Uh, well, I thought, boy, uh, you know, uh, this is quite the interrogation. I, I, no, I, I, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not interrogating you. Well, you can, no, you don't, you don't I, have to I, answer I, that I question. No, I don't, uh, in, it's nice. I appreciate the interest. Uh, um, I, I, uh, I thought uh, that Vermeer, uh, was punishing me, um, You're not supposed to have hatred in your heart. Oh? And I thought that maybe because of the hatred that I felt that I couldn't access the power any longer. Um, but uh, it seems actually that, well, I don't know why, um, but I don't think it was that. I think um, Vermeer was wounded by what Artemisia did to her. And what did Artemisia do? She cut from her. She cut a god? Yes, I... It's just a theory, but I think that, um... What I witnessed Artemisia doing, this bloody ritual, um, I think she was doing that to sever her connection to Femir while maintaining the power that Vermeer had bequeathed, thus creating the abomination that she is now a servant to the Red Wolf uh, with the power of a god. Alec, do you think this has anything to do with what they were doing in the lighthouse? Um... The cutting pieces off and mixing things together and trying to give people different powers? Uh, that hadn't occurred to me. Um, but, uh, you know, the the severing that Artemisia was doing, Vermeer isn't corporeal. So it's not quite, you can't, like, take her blood. No, I imagine it's not the same process. But, but, you know, in, in, in theory, in an idea. If you could take away a piece of a god and attach it to yourself or attach it to, to someone or something, wouldn't that make that thing divine? I, I, I'm a little nervous to discuss it with you. Tesla is, I think, um... Well, Why? Well, I well, I just want to say, divinity is not, you know, when you cut a piece of a mirror, that piece is no longer divine. Divinity is in what you represent, what you mean, oh. not not your not some source of power. A cannon cannot be divine. A warship cannot be divine. Broadsword, so on. A, a person is divine when they behave divinely. 
Oh. So, I, yeah, sorry. I, that's why I was... I, I drink my tea. <laughs> so, in your mind, divinity is this thing that you can achieve. It's not an achievement. It's a... It's a way to live. Okay, look... How do you explain that when it's... It, I mean, that's exactly what Kaldur thinks. That's, exa- that's exactly what they think they're doing with this war. They think they're following divinity. I don't know. I think probably some of them. Um, maybe, maybe most. But uh, I think the war goes on for other reasons. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I, talking to Pravel earlier and talking about how they have people in high places and they try to manipulate things. Um, I'd be curious to know what goes on in those circles. The leadership, the people truly in charge for making these decisions. I'm the king of Kaldor. The king of Kaldor. If I'm really doing this, waging this war for 30 years, am I doing it for the cats? There's something else at play here. I mean, we are in the Vendel Rice, right? There's no Andalians here. No. There's no gods here. No temples. Besides, maybe some Tilduria from Shrias people. But even that, I, I haven't seen much. I think they kind of worship a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, Galdor is here to get resources, mineral. Strikes me that that might be part of the reason this war goes on. Oh, I have no doubt it's about power. But you don't think that they manipulate people's beliefs for their own gain? Certainly. But that's not behaving divinely. That is quite the opposite. Then why has no one stopped it? I suppose um, inertia once the wheels of war are rolled out I mean it's like the great war of old it wasn't until the angels were sent down that it was ended send down more a- I don't they're, they're gods they have control over everything why don't they just do something I look down at my arm. I think they have. I don't... I don't say this. To be... Seeker says sometimes I can be really crass, and I just... Oh, I don't... I don't think you're crass at all. Blunt and not tactful. These are qualities I've come to... um, Appreciate, especially in anonymous company. <laughs> but then I hope you don't mind if I ask, why haven't they done more? That's where I come back to this discussion of might. The longer I pursue this, the more I'm acquainted with how limited the powers of the gods are. I don't know that they control everything. I think they <laughs> control. Just a bit more than you or I. That's not comforting at all. Certainly and it's not. Certainly not what I was taught. And 
Well, who taught you? Well, my parents. You know. I didn't. I didn't really go. They didn't really like me at any of the temples growing up, because. And I just kind of like look to all of me. <laughs> Why not? Okay, look, I, I'm. I'm just a walking reminder of the war to everybody. I can do all these things, and I and I look like I'm I'm supposed to. You know, I'm. Okay, look, I'm not human. I, I gathered that much, I but I don't. I, is it rude to ask what you are? The way that they explained no. <laughs> the way that it was explained to me is that somewhere a long, long time ago in my family's line, an angel helped us out, and then generations later, I'm the result, and I'm supposed to do something with that, but. Nothing ever really came of it. Excuse, you're... <laughs> what? <laughs> I I nearly dropped my my tea. <laughs> oh, don't you, uh, don't I, spill. It's hot. Still. Um. You're you're a descendant of an angel. That's that's what they told me. Yes. But I've never. I've never. Uh, spoken to one or or been contacted by one like that all of these things were supposed to happen and I was supposed to have all these powers and do you know which angel no <laughs> no goodness no in your ancestry no um, documentation of that kind of my family wasn't very important Kellick I mean my mother washed clothes and my father was a gardener I They'd... think you had an angel at some point that's pretty important well I yeah but the the way it, but it, a long, long time ago, like longer than everyone was just as surprised as you are. I mean, the rest of my family was was human. They're, they're, they were normal. I, I was an anomaly. No one could really tell me what was what I was supposed to do. That does sound hard. <laughs> it was. I learned how to cope with it and. Well, I, I think I learned how to cope with it. My father was human. Oh. For what it's worth. I looked like him in many ways. What? You know, it's a bit, we're, we're different. <laughs> and we were different. And I, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you're gone to school and people don't know who you're, parent is and you know, children say things I imagine you had someone the same kind of yes but they didn't say those things for very long I've always been strong <laughs> I found that huh? if you stand up for yourself they shut up oh I, uh, I hid. You hid? Well, I, um... I went to the... Priory. Um, and in the Priory there were... Quiet places where you could study. Be alone. 
I wish I had been strong, though. Sounds a bit um, less lonely. Want to know a secret? Sure. It wasn't less lonely at all. <laughs> it was actually really terrible. The only people who would really talk to me were my siblings. Did they, um... How did they feel about... Oh, I, I, I was <sighs> just Thessaly to them. Good. I took care of them and taught them things and helped them fight their bullies and... They... They were the only people I really cared about. Until now, with, with, with all of you, and, um, but... Where are they now? Um... I just get really uncomfortable. They're... they're dead, Kalik. I'm so sorry. Me too. I just sip my tea. Um. It does make me wonder. I'm grateful we have your strength here. And what? Why are you here? Yes, boss. I was thinking about that on the ship especially being on the ship and not wanting to be on the ship and really wanting to be anywhere else and I really 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 first I wanted to help Seeker and I still want to help Seeker but you're actually doing something you're actually stopping people who are hurting people and Maybe, maybe you could, maybe we could end the war? Maybe? This was, it's on our list. We do have quite a long to-do list. Alma and I were brainstorming not so long ago for the ways we might end the war. Oh, what, what, <laughs> I would love to hear what Alma had in mind for that. She's wily in her way. Um, I mean, we were funny um not so different and I sort of look around to see where, where Pravel is and, and like check that he's not listening and just talking to Pravel he was talking about no more gods and that's how you end the war and, um that's good to me well and that was Elma's conclusion as well <laughs> and uh, that was before I understood um that Amir is a victim of this war as well, and that sort of changes things for me. Kellogg, why do you trust the gods so much? What, what did they, did they do something for you? I mean, why, 
you say that they're victims and that they only have so much power as us and that and you know they did everything for me everything Uh, without the mayor I I would have had nothing I don't believe that my whole life I my whole Everything I am, I learned from her. Everything I've done, I've been able to do because of her. Um, and I sort of stiffen. And? Well. They're good. I have... They've never, well, with one exception, they've never broken your trust. It's always been repaid. What's that like? Nice. I just take a sip of my. I'm, I'm like out of tea at this point. <laughs> just, just sipping got, an empty cup. <laughs> I bet it is. I I guess I would trust them too. I'm sorry. Um, it sounds like you had a lot of hardship. It's not you who should be sorry. It's not even, it's not even hardship, it's about, it's about, I used to think that they were supposed to fix everything. I just nod my head. And every time, I asked for a little bit of help. Nothing. I mean, what's, what's the point in... This, and I just like gesture to all of me again. <laughs> if, if it's, if it's not going to hold any weight, if it's not going to do anything. I know it um, feels limp. Given, and I sort of gesture to this dark, damp cave in this snowstorm. But, you're strong. And you're brave. <laughs> and you're capable. And, and I just look down at the ground. You're a good person. And in my eyes, that is the point. Are uh, you done with your hey I... oh um yes yeah um sure Th- thank you and I hand the cup back uh, this has been uh... <laughs> yes and I just walk away good night alright and as Kellick walks away <laughs> Thessaly um Thessaly you are sitting there 
And as everyone is sort of, you know, relaxing, doing their thing, the feather that was in Flynn's notebook, a gust of wind just barely takes it up. And it floats through the air on this gust of wind. And as you're sitting there, Thessaly, it drops and lands on your lap. And you level up. Oh. <laughs> Most grueling level up of all time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yep. Woo. Okay. Hey, Seeker. Yes. Do you think that Thessaly and Gallic are on watch now? Do you think we can go to bed? We... Oh, that's a good... Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Go back. I could use more. <laughs> uh, kind of a random question. Do you have any thread or, or rope? Uh, looking for. Do some, I have any thread or, or, or rope? Or like some fabric in your in your in your in your bag there? Do you do carry like do you maybe do like I carry a, spare maybe spare a, fabric? maybe you have a shirt that you don't want or I want all my shirts. But you could maybe. Fine. Oh, ne- never mind. I have rope, but it comes in handy, and we need it. Okay. And it's... I don't... Ro- rope? I'm trying to make something. Thread? It's okay. I will, I'll find okay, it. Okay, um... Mm, <sighs> actually... I take, like, a little tiny piece of thread from my yellow cape. Oh. And I just take it from the end, and I give it... To, I, like, just, like, rip it off a little bit. And Perfect. I, yellow. I don't have yellow yet. Thank you. Okay, but you can't have any more because it's my only cloak. No, that's okay. Well, it's my only cloak you can see. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, I, I imagine by the time I look over, Cecily and Calic are attempting to go back to sleep. So I probably, <laughs> I like get ready, really, really excited to go back to sleep. And then I like look at them and I realize they're already asleep. <laughs> get annoyed because I wasted all that time getting fabric for my cloak and now I can't sleep. Okay. <laughs> um, Seeker, uh, you just get the fabric. Are you doing anything with it? I just, I'll just put it in my bag. Okay. Um, as you put it in your bag, uh, you reach in and you very gently place it um, right next to the other little threads of, of rope and other materials that you have collected these past few days. And as you do, um, you just back, think back to home and to the warmth and to the the traditions there. And as you do, you level up. Mm. Yes. Woo-hoo. Let's go, dude. Let's get it. Let's get this level get ups. Okay. Um, and with that, is there anything else you would like to do as we're coming up on the end of the long rest? Yes. There's one. Uh, you don't have more rope. You don't have more... Um, I reach in, reach up to my bag and get my rope, my long rope, and I cut off um, I cut off a portion, and I'm going to also pull out my scroll, my message scroll, and I'm going to spend some time trying to figure out a way to like attach it to like the, one of the straps on my backpack. Make gotcha. it visible <laughs> so that I'm more likely to see messages. Mm-hmm. Hey, there we go. So that you're not missing all of the messages <laughs> of that the I, messages. I'm sending you. Um, you know, I've had, I've had this thing. <laughs> um, I've had this thing for quite some time, and I, I just, 
Did you check it just now when you pulled it out? No. <laughs> Maybe you should. I look at it. <laughs> you do see that it is it is gold. Hey. As you pull it out of your bag. Oh. It never fell. Hey, it's gold. See? And as you know <laughs> that the the message on the page resets at the start of every new day, you can see the gold just barely starting to fade as like an ink blot of the gold starts to turn back into silver on the outside. I unroll it quickly. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I've got and to get you, at this. Just, you just see it before the ink fades back into the paper. Uh, reading uh, fast, quickly. Uh. You see, uh, you are able to get through it fast as it's just two lines. It says, more info on Wyron and Olma. Contact when convenient. Xavier. Oh, good. Uh, hey, we were just talking about Xavier. This is from Xavier. Oh, what did he say? Contact has more information about Wyron and Zeta. So we should contact him quickly. Oh, oh okay, but I, I, I have no way to contact Neither him. Neither do I. This is one way. So. Can you message him back with that? No. So it's not a way. No, it's one way. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's one way, not it's. <laughs> it's not. Not it's one way to contact way him. To... It's one way, like one like dir- the I get direction. It. I like got when it. You're, the, you, you you're in a carriage, crazy, you know, and the other sometimes, carriage. Sometimes, like language doesn't really mean what you think it means. Sometimes, <laughs> like like when you were like, oh, it's one way. I was thinking, oh, it's one way to contact him. But but no, you meant like, oh, it, it's a one, it's I, a one way stream. I saw this in your stare. The, the salmon yes. can't swim up though yeah yeah i get it we should we could wake up calic we shouldn't wake people up why do you always want to wake people <laughs> up when they're resting don't you understand rest is really 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 <laughs> important and you constantly want to wake people up in the rest don't think i've not forgotten how many times not don't think i have forgotten how many times you've woken me up from my rest over something that didn't matter sometimes oma as you are standing there <laughs> criticizing seeker you catch yourself <laughs> You catch yourself defending the wants and needs of others and the, the emotional and, and t- taking care of the, the emotional boundaries that other people have. And for just a split moment, you you feel kind of good about yourself that you're kind of that you're defending the uh, the the boundaries of these other people oh and you level God. up. Uh, Sometimes people need to be woken up, but fine. It says it's somewhat urgent, and we can wait. Whatever. Up to you. The day is almost starting again. So they're going to wake up soon anyway. So just give them a little bit. And Xavier's fine. We can talk to, contact him soon. What? I mean, it's not Do like you, you and I are going to be able to contact him and get a bunch of information. That's why so. we wake up Gaelic. No, Gaelic needs his sleep. that Xavier would write if it wasn't important? Okay. He knows that this is very limited. But look up how pale Kellogg looks. This is always true. He needs his sleep. Maybe he'll get rosy cheeks. <laughs> we'll make him some soup or something. No. You go to sleep. What? Are any of the dark blades... <laughs> I'm going to look... Are any dark blades awake? Or is in- <laughs> the dark blades have like sort of intermittently woken up just to check that other people are awake but seeing that all of you are taking your watches they they take a full rest and what i feel like this is getting close to the end of our watch or you probably still have a couple more hours a couple more hours yeah fine i think we should wake him up but for you 
I will go back to sleep. Okay. For me. For you. For me. Yes. For you. And me? <laughs> okay. For you. Oh, now I'm. Con- I do need sleep. I don't feel so good. All right. Um, Seeker, as you go back to sleep, you are getting some extra sleep that you would not have normally on a long rest. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you roll a d20. Hey! If you roll above a 10, well, hold on. If you roll above a 10, <laughs> you die. You, you <laughs> are dead. Nothing you can do. But then you wake up from nightmare. Death and life. A decapitate you. If you roll above a 10, uh, I will take a level of exhaustion away from you. Um, and if you roll below a 10, you're just at the same amount of exhaustion. No, no uh, pressure. Oh. Nope. Agents of exhaustion. Yep. I stay exhausted with the You stay two. exhausted. Okay. I tried. Okay. Um, Oma tried. Oma tried. For you. Okay. <laughs> and with that, Oma, um, you spend the rest of the watch by yourself. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to do all by your lonesome? Or are you just watching outside the cave? I'm watching outside the cave, but um, I am thinking about what Seeker told me and thinking about like what would make somebody choose to leave home in the in the in the things that I envision a home to be, mm-hmm. um, okay. and the people I envision home to be. Right, so like I'll think of like Kale and his kids, and I'll think of. You know any any family I've ever met and seen, and like why why anybody would want to leave that, um, and so I'm just kind of like thinking about all of that. Okay. And as you do, I'm gonna have you make a perception check, if you please. Uh, ten. Ten. Okay. Um. Eldra's hanging out. <laughs> Eldra's loving yeah. the snow, going from tree to tree. Um, like eating snowflakes. Olma is also hanging out, watching outside the cave. Nothing seems to be happening. Um, as everyone's uh, sort of internal clock tells you that it's time to wake up, as there is no sun out. Nice. Um, you all wake up and look outside, and it is snowing considerably more than it was oh, last night. No. Um, sort of teetering on that blizzard uh, look outside. So everyone wakes up, including the Dark Blades. What would you all like to do? <sighs> yeah, Good first... morning, everyone! Yeah. Good. Is that it is a relative word. Morning, even. I know, the first day is always weird. Yeah. I feel better and worse at the same time. <laughs> what a day we had yesterday. Yeah. It was a blue dragon. Yeah. Oh, and there's also Seeker. still the white one. Uh, I saw it on. Our, oh, right. We saw it on our watch. Yes. Yeah. Well, Flynn saw it. I didn't. I. Yeah, did it was not. far away, but I mean, I saw it, so it must be pretty big. I imagine it's um, probably uh, pretty disturbed. <laughs> there's been a lot going on yeah. in this uh, region. If well, it's territorial, then. Actually, and I'll go back to my book and I'll pull it out and try and wait. My book. Uh, well, I, the, in in Chas' book, the, it talked about dragons a little bit. Hopefully, I can find it again. Linda, and, do not mark the page. No, I did. I put the feather in it, and it's gone. Why are you smiling? I'm, I'm not. I'm not smiling. 
Um, you take it? No, I. You could, you could, you could just ask. No, I. It, it, like. Flynn, this is going to sound really insane, but it just it it flew to me. What? I'll look at her and see if I can f- find the feather. Do I see the feather on? There? I would have if it. I mean, if it had landed like on my knee, I would have just stuck it in my bag. I. Out of like sentimentality, I'll I'll pull it out. I mean, okay. I mean, you can you can have it back. I, I don't need it. No, it's I didn't just mean weird to take, that you. No, I didn't take it, Flynn. I. It just flew. I mean, I was awake the whole time, and she didn't go anywhere near her stuff. So, thank you. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, yes, you can have it. I don't I'm, need it. I just now I need to find the page again, and I would like to go back and try and find. <laughs> it's pretty early on in the book, so uh, yeah, you flip to the to the seventh page, and uh, it's there. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, while we're on our way, I probably can look up a little bit about it. Uh, apparently, they're supposed to be north of us, but because of the long eaves, they come down into the southern regions, so that's probably why this one's here. Oh, all um, right. And it was saying it's not necessarily cold enough for it to, like, find a cave then. So when I read that, like, that made me feel better and I was it, able to go to sleep. It's probably nesting outside. Yeah, it also said some stuff about it, like, almost, like, burrowing under the snow and, and just sleeping Ooh. under it. And oh, the let's fall. mind our, our step. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. definitely watch our steps. Yes. Probably not in any open fields. We'll just kind of walk around them. Right. So I think that's all I know for right now. But on our walk or whatever, and I'll just as I'll just trail off and start so, reading the book. So we're going back down the mountain, and and we're gonna meet the how you Dugan? The, the how, how it how it how it how it Dugan? Yes, I, I mean if uh, all went according to plan on um, Pastens End, then it should be. Uh, about time, right? We, we said one day? I think then? so, yeah. Yeah, we told him one day. So, um, yeah, so if we can make it down... Do you want to let him know that we're going to be there? Um... Well, we already... He said that he was going to... And I'll pick my head up from my book. He said that he, he was going to wait for us, right? Oh, oh, so maybe just if we if we uh, had a change of plans, we had to tell him? Yeah, I think that's what yeah, it was. Right. He's going to be there until the end of the day or something. He's going to give us one day. Yeah, okay, okay. If we can... And, 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 and what are you guys doing? And I point over to the dark blades. <laughs> yeah, what are them blades doing? Um, the dark blades, uh, not people of things. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a ton of stuff, and even less so now that you have disarmed all of them. Mm. Um, they stand up, and actually, as you all wake up, it seems that they all have been up for um, just like a couple minutes uh, before you guys. They all seem to have gotten up just a little bit earlier, um, and Ulma would have been the first to see this. As they start like doing these stretches and sort of like warming up and limbering up um, and uh, you see them all sort of in the corner talking amongst themselves. What's your plan? We were uh, discussing finding uh, a similar way back which way we came. Uh, We have to sort of go south down the mountains a little bit and there's uh, an entrance to an old mine down there that uh, once you get in there you go subterranean and you can travel quite a ways up to grave bond um kind of keeps you out of the snow and uh, out of the elements so that's the way that we came down here um from there i'm expecting we can hunker down and settle in for the long eve and make some plans from there that's the opposite direction we're going well oh then uh is if if we follow you to the 
tunnels? Is there like an opposite direction of the tunnels that go the way yeah, we're going? Yeah, is that part ways? Uh, how north is this mine? Uh, as far as I can tell, the mine, it splits off into different directions. Um, there's a pretty clear path just under the surface that goes up to Grave Bond. Um, it, it seems to be an old, uh, sort of like a smuggler's route through Grave Bond. Um, but I do know we were sort of looking around and there are tunnels that feed off and go much deeper into uh, under the surface. We are not taking any of those. We don't want to be encountering any of the, the scary things that come up from uh, under the ground. We're just going to be taking that that slightly subterranean tunnel all the way back. Did, did he say, did you say smugglers around? Uh, yeah, as far as I could tell. That's not the direction we're going. <laughs> I think it behooves us to stay above ground. I mean, colder. Uh, but uh, at least we know where we're going. Yeah, I agree. I'm, uh, I'm as I'm packing up the final books into my bag, I'm closing it up. Um, what are you gonna do though? You gonna open another portal when we let you go? Well, um, no, I don't think that's what we're gonna be doing. Um, now they're traitors, just like us. Is that right? They just want success. Traitors? We're traitors? I mean, I am. Right. I think that's what? just you, Alma. Kelly, did oh. you say something to them or? I mean, they're traitors. I'm a traitor. Uh, Why are you calling yourself a traitor? Well, when you go against the Hollow Guard and you work for the Hollow Guard, you're a traitor. I'm so having traitors. Re- I'm Did having you work for the Hollow Guard? Yeah. I mean, you know, I had some friends who like kind of did some stuff for the Hollow Guard every once in a while. You see, uh, <laughs> you oh see Dunner sort of um, <laughs> tap onto Rack. <laughs> And Rack leans down and leans over, and Dunner whispers something into his ear. And Rack looks at Olma, and looks back at Dunner, and sort of smiles and nods his head. Oh, can I see? Can I see his lips? You can. You can see his lips. And Ooh. Dunner leans over towards Rack, and Dunner says, "Do you think that's the girl you were <laughs> about?" Oh shit! And Rack goes, "Yeah, I think. I think that was her." <laughs> Noted. And uh, you see both Dunner and Rack look over to Alma and give you like a very, just like a very approving <laughs> smile and give you a little bit of a nod. Okay. I okay. just smile back. Um, so they can't go back to the Hollow Guard because then they'll just be murdered. Did they say? Did you well, say that? I don't know if we would necessarily be murdered. Um, a uh, uh, project as big as this one, a at the very least, a severe. Demotion in our current standing with the uh, Hollow Guard would be in order, and as we've all discussed, I think uh, we can get more done if if we start to branch out on our own. Uh, and I don't think the Hollow Guard are the people to be concerned about betraying in this particular circumstance. I don't know. We uh, we're going to be watching our backs though for some time. So what are you going to do now? Like you said working on your own is going to be the best move, but, like, working on your own to do what? I don't know. That's what we have to discuss. Um, I think getting up to Grave Bond and possibly uh, finding ourselves warm in and uh, discussing it over the course of the Long Eve, I think, would be prudent. Are you going to get in our way again? And he immediately looks to Seeker. (laughs) I sure hope not. I'll I'll walk over... Well, like... Walk is... generous term stumble uh, <laughs> stumble over and put out my hand to shake I'll, I'll present my hand to problem 
he, he puts his hand back out, shakes your hand. When he does, he fills an ink vial yeah. Yeah. in it. Classic. And I squeeze, look him in the eye and say, I'm familiar with working for organizations that think they are doing the right thing and are very misguided. If you want some friends, this can help you reach out. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, I tug on Desily's armor hmm? while this is happening to pull her down to my level. Hi, Oma. Do you think he's doing the thing where, where he gives the ink and then never checks? Do you think he's doing it right now? <laughs> well, I think that's and exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Why is he being so sneaky? He's sneaky. That's his whole thing. But we all know what he's doing. So he doesn't have to be so sneaky. Oma. Why is he sneaking from us? You know how... Oma, do you ever just, you know, let Kellogg go on because you know what's going to make him happy? Only long enough until I can argue with him. Right. Well, this is what... This is our way of letting Seeker be happy so he can do Seeker cool handshake. Oh, and mm-hmm. are we supposed to pretend like we didn't know what happened? Yes. Pretend like you didn't see anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and, and as, as that's happening, I'm, I'm pointing to the scroll that I've affixed to my backpack okay. saying, uh, if, you, if you write something, a message, it will show up here and I will be able to read it. Oh, it's uh, very good to know. As he takes the ink vial in his hand and very like gingerly tosses it over his shoulder, like up through the air, and perfectly caught out of the air by Dunner. That makes Dunner sense. Tosses yeah. it in his bag. Dunner's gonna want that. Yeah. In my head, I'm just like, can't read, understand. <laughs> uh, I will, as they were finishing their conversation. <laughs> it's a past in situation. Yeah. I will, as they're finishing their conversation, uh, tug on Kellex road. <laughs> <laughs> And um, <laughs> I, I looked down at the phone. Can we trust them then? Uh, let them go? I talked for a long time. I think I would have gotten an idea if um, if they were being insincere. I, I think they really did think that opening that gate was going to end the war and be good for Elbor. I'll uh, just kind of glance back towards the group of dark blades and then kind of. Okay. Can't expect them to become agents of repair uh, in a day. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, giving them some time to consider uh, what they've seen and what we've. what I was hopefully able to convey might be the fourth step. Is that the plan then? I don't know. What would you rather do? You want to execute them? Not at all. No. I just want to make sure they don't hurt anyone else or try to open another portal. And But if you think you've gotten through to them, then I trust you. If nothing else, they know that we'll be at whatever portal they try to open. And I don't think they want to do that again. Exactly. So, um, I, I feel like I'm saying this a lot lately, but I just gonna have to have hope. Yeah, we've been needing a lot of that lately. <laughs> anyway, they seem... I don't know, I don't trust people who are so nice. <laughs> but I think it's sincere. I, I, 
It's me. How? Hmm. Would you say I'm nice? <laughs> I think you seem nice. But then you take your sword back from Pippin. Can we just let that go? It's not that big of a deal. If you had done it one time, maybe then... I've only done it like three times. <laughs> That's enough to establish a pattern. Okay. All right. We don't need to talk about patterns right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and as you all uh, sort of grab, uh, gather your things, um, Flynn, you are packing your stuff up. Um, Io comes up to you, Flynn. Um, Io, the one who you had engaged him in the, in the combat. <laughs> I don't do yeah. that. I'm kidding. I was like, what? I don't do that. And um, he sort of surprises you as, with how silent he comes Fuck. up from behind you. Um, <laughs> but you turn around, and without saying a word, um, he uh, uh, sort of presents his hands in an open um, uh, gesture, bows his head, and you can see in his hands he holds a, um, uh, a little glass vial with a dark silver, almost iron looking liquid on the inside. And you can see it is moving all around, almost like a, a living organism. It is moving around as he bows his head and presents this gift to you. What is it? Bows his head, presents the gift. Look to Kellick. Back at the file. I, I give like a the word I'm looking for. A, a parental nod. <laughs> I'm an adult! <laughs> um, and I will... Um, Keep saying it like that and we'll believe you. I'm an adult! <laughs> um, um, I will look back at the vial and look at him. I'll just, just carefully reach out and grab the vial. All right. And I'll just pick it up and shake it a little bit. Yeah. It, it moves and reacts to you not with gravity, but almost like... If you had a tiny creature in there and you were moving it and they were sort of stumbling back and forth oh, to keep themselves up. There's something in there? It, it's this it's this still this liquid, but it's not quite moving with gravity. It's moving sort of to keep itself upright. Huh. Again, wh what does it do? Do you talk? And he just pats you on the head and he walks away. <laughs> Don't do that. I will push his hand up. <laughs> All right. My ribs still hurt. And I'll just hold it and I'll just shrug at Kellick. I strike in return. <laughs> Flynn, as you uh, accept this gift, you put it in your bag, um, and still in one hand you have Chath's bestiary. Um, you all look out onto the blizzard, and with that, you all still have a couple more things that you need to pack up, but the Dark Blades all bid you farewell and bid you good luck on the next leg of your journey as the Dark Blades all disappear into the blizzard. We watch them with apprehension. <laughs> and they all disappear into the blizzard. Um, and as you all finish packing your stuff, you all look out onto this blizzard. Flynn, as you're reading through the bestiary, you are reading more and more about this white dragon. And as you do, uh, you are attempting to, to memorize some of the specific characteristics about this. You level up. Hey. And as you all take your first step out into the blizzard, that is where we're going to end this episode. We're going to call it right there. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful nerds. Nerdy boy, baby. Why, hello, nerds. Rodney here. If you're enjoying Venture Forth, please like, 
follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're using and make sure to tell your friends. We really appreciate it. And if you're interested in going that extra mile, just check out our Patreon link in the description to support the show and get access to exclusive and amazing bonus content. Bye, nerds.